0: Five, four, three, two, one. Today is Friday, April 17th, 2020. And you are listening to episode four of Triple D. Discussing doctrine. It's Friday, and we're here (laughs) at the end of a long Easter week. The octave of Easter, is that the right uh, terminology? The octave Octave of Easter. And it's Deacon Tim, Deacon Dallas, and Father Lynn all together again for this week, which we hope will be a a great episode. Uh, We've got a lot planned, so not a not a lot of reason to monologue here Um, we'll just say if you've got questions make sure you put them in the comments if you've got uh, thoughts about future episodes or things that you want us to investigate or talk about make sure you put those in the comments or send us a um, an email our emails are in the bulletin and they're also in the event that was posted on Facebook so we have those and we're ready to go and we're as always we start with current events this is i'm not springing it on you like i sprung it on you last week does either one of you want to go first or do you want me to go first sure you're gonna have me go first okay so my current events um i don't know if anybody uh knew heard yesterday was benedict's pope benedict emeritus birthday birthday he's uh 93 years old and what's special about that is if he lives another 140 days he will be the oldest pope to have ever lived which is quite amazing really if you think about it first pope to resign and
1: did you have to look that
0: up it came across cna uh, but no i did look it up i did look up the fact that he was would be the oldest pope um now some some people would say that he doesn't qualify because he's not really the pope right now he's the pope emeritus but the the pope who was the oldest when he died if he lasts another 140 days and you know he looked good i saw some videos of him uh, yesterday and i think he looks good so
2: this must be all the beer that you got.
0: yeah his brother usually visits him who's like 94 he's a year older than him usually visits him and they drink a, a bavarian beer together and uh, because of the the coronavirus, they were unable to spend his birthday together. So, uh, you know, things change. Second thing I had is uh, the first diocese opened up for masses in the U.S. Well, that was week. part of what I was
1: going to talk about. Well, go ahead. I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> no, say into you. But no, we're talking about the one in New Mexico. Yeah, Las La, yeah. Las Cruces. A bishop announced that. Uh, was it, Was it a bishop? Or yeah, yes, yeah, it, it was bishop. Yeah, bishop announced that he was going to uh, start. Ha- but only five people. Yeah, because I didn't quite understand the stand he was taking. <laughs> he's going to open. A, he, okay, we're having masses, but we're still going to follow the state law that the governor set forth, which is five less than we're allowed. You know, in our state, right? Mm-hmm. Five people are allowed in it, so he's still going to follow that. Right. So I didn't quite understand the statement he was making or the stand he was taking.
0: Well, I think the stand is this, that every diocese in the United States currently, before him, had a ban on all public Masses. So you couldn't have a public Mass. And he's the first one to reverse that by saying he can have a public Mass, which will, will have four people in attendance for a public Mass. I don't know if he'd sell tickets or what he would do. He'd probably get, uh, be a good way to fundraise, wouldn't it?
2: <laughs> well, I talked to a priest before the Trudium from Covington, not allowed to sell a mass the way we do. Uh, live streaming? Live streaming. Uh, wow. Not for us as parishes. So therefore, like the Holy Thursday, the dean, priests from that dean get together and have a mass. You know, per dean. Yeah. Nobody participate. It was amazing. It's much more strenuous than us here. They, they will go and be going up a sheer prescription why
0: I have no idea so yeah, I mean I think it's important to realize that that obviously you know the, the bishops feel they want to do their part for social distancing obviously uh, but they also have to balance the whole factor of their parishioners are starving and you know uh, the comments that I see on Facebook quite a bit are related to you know you can worship Jesus just as well at home as you can in church, and you know I think that might be true for every other religion except for, for Catholics, Catholic, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, I I myself, you know, being, being a priest and a pastor, received numerous requests, you know, to receive Jesus. Numerous requests, you know, the the Hispanic community, you know, a lot of our parishioner. It's tough. It's very tough. And I mean, so, yeah, and that, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: And that's just kind of what I was going. My current event was uh, talking about when. When are we as Catholics going to get back to the sacraments? And we still don't know the answer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm like Tim. You, you see all these comments on Facebook from from parishioners, our parishioners, and you know, even even outside our state, people making comments. And it's I'm, uh, to me, it's somewhat. Yeah, we're longing for the, the sacraments, but it's, we're kind of dividing ourselves, we need to, to me, we need to stop. Okay, and that's just my opinion, and my opinion only, but because uh, you've got sarcastic comments being made of people who are wanting them and and uh, uh, going beyond what the, the state government might say and people commenting on that and people getting on for that and then you got the other way around. Uh, even ones going out in public you know well just like for example the uh, and this didn't have to do with uh, Catholics in general but the people who uh, uh, marched on the Frankfurt the other day boy you know some kind of protests with the governor. and you have you'll see comments people really getting on him for, for going against the what the governor setting forth and uh, I'm thinking I am not at all saying that they should have done that but, but but when people's livelihoods are at stake, you go to desperate means to, 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 to try to get, to survive. And the same thing goes with the sacraments. People are longing for them really bad. And uh, so they're, they're trying to put pressure on the bishops. And the bishops are in a, in a bind, too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they have to weigh both, give them the sacraments, and don't get people sick. And they hear it from both sides. Uh, if, if they start allowing it too soon and people start getting sick, they'll get ridiculed and vice versa. So, you know, I don't know the answer to when we're going to get back to it. Yeah. But, but we, we need to just stay together, stay the course, keep longing. Yes, we're longing for it. Keep praying and do our best to stay united. And when it's over,
2: I think the you'll be welcome I think the peace is so beautiful, back. you know, from, from the this virus corona per se, but it, it, it does challenge us before beyond the norm, the norm of our how long we can persistent, persistently or persevere. you know what I'm saying? Just like your exercise, right? you know the new year resolution. Oh yeah, everybody joined the, the gym, you know first two weeks, we dropped down to 15 percent. By the fourth week, we're down to 2%. You know, the, the level of perseverance, you know, in, in pastoral counseling, too, we face that, right? Uh, the, the amount of people accomplished through the perseverance to succeed in, go through the whole program of counseling, usually they say less than 2% accomplished. But this, this whole thing, it it, 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 it it driving, you know, people and say, I, I'm going to stick with course. course, I'm going to stick with the governor, trust him. You know what I'm saying? For us too, you know, for, for yeah, we all long for the Eucharist, but there is a, a, a pandemic that we have to consider, you know. Um, and a lot of people become, become drawn to their the selfishness, you know. You know, so the, the, those are some beautiful thoughts to consider across the board. You
0: know? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a, I mean, there's not a wrong answer. Right. You know, I think both perspectives have, Valid points, you know, and both of them will cause people harm. You know, one of them's a, a virus that can cause death, and the other one is economic disaster, which can lead to all kinds of problems that we can't even quantify do right. right? You know, fen- but you fen- got to
1: admit, people are questioning some of the laws of the state. You know, sure. you liquor stores are open, but you can't go worship in a church you know, abortion clinics are open, but you can't go worship in a church. That's pretty problematic, mm-hmm. you know, from the person who wants to go worship in a church. Right. You know.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can make the same argument about you can go in Kroger or Walmart or Lowe's, but you can't go in a church. Right. You know, you know is, is the solution that, you know, you restrict, and I don't know how we would do it, but let's say that they say, okay, you can have 30 people in a church. How do you decide which thirty, 30 which, people, go which in? thirty people are going to go in? Because right. you're not going to say ten masses on a Sunday. I mean, that's just not practical. That's, right? That's cast a
2: lot, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or or sell seats. Sell seat. <laughs> we, we do need we then do we need to get deep. back to selling indulgences.
2: <laughs> indulgence come back. Just you like can't that, sell right? sacraments. <laughs> you
0: know, and you know one of the things that we've obviously talked about, and I think that in general, I think you're seeing some of this around even in the state but around the country as well is, is driving masses and we talked about we've talked about that uh, doing that at Cardone but you know it works really well if you're a, a Baptist congregation or Methodist or whatever but when you when you get to be Catholic it creates a lot of problems mm-hmm. right a lot of issues with the real presence how do you handle that? How do you give out communion? You know, or do you just have mass with no communion? Which, you know, obviously we we. Well, could I mean, do just paid, the but...
1: priest or the deacons that would have the communion.
0: Right, right, yeah, you're right, right. You would yeah. still have the holy sacrifice of the mass, but the, the parishioners and the attendees wouldn't actually receive communion.
2: you coming up. You know, I I am gonna have a funeral coming up, and not from our okay. parents. but from all the church. And so the pastor prudence, you know suggested not to have mass uh of course, practice social distance limit the number, but basically do a we'll do a service and then we'll do in interment in cemetery and then later on after all this done and gone, then we have a celebration a big celebration with mass uh, it, it it's um it's tough it's painful but it you know now if I had right.
1: a thought today, tell me if you think this is right or wrong I can see when when we're allowed you know because We're going to be allowed to go back to church. There's not going to be zero coronavirus out there, right? Okay. Before we're allowed to go back, we're going to be allowed to go back with it still out there, but on the decline. I can see us still for a while not not uh, having the cup, offering the cup for for a while.
2: Right now, you know, it's too early to predict anything. Definitely, we rely on the CDC and what the professionals can tell us. I'm sure the, the, our bishop paid prudence on that, you know. And so, like I say, further down the road, we still have speculation. That actually was a parishioner very concerned. You know, can we receive from the cup anymore? Ever. Ever, Ever. exactly. And then my response See, but is we're, be patient. With
1: yeah, it. be patient. But we're so used to receiving from the cup right. in the last few decades. But before that, nobody received from the Great. cup but the priest at the at the altar. Yeah, I mean, growing up, that did not we Didn't never happen. received from the cup. Yeah. Didn't
0: happen. So. Yeah. yeah, one of our listeners said, Hey, you know, we we can use that as the new raffle. You know, we were talking about having a raffle at the Fall <laughs> Festival. <laughs> we, first fifty
2: people get to come to the <laughs> get to come to the first public mass. <laughs> That's what the indulgence
1: problem settled in we had <laughs> the indulgence. But I just hope everyone listening out there. Remember this time, because when we could come back, remember how bad it was mm-hmm. not receiving the sacraments and don't take them for granted. How important it is, yeah. So, what I'm saying is, first time Father Lynn can hear confessions in that cry room, the line should be down the street, right? <laughs>
2: right? Actually, the It line, should be
1: down the street.
2: <laughs> the line already spread already, but, you know... S- Practice social distance today. I hear some six or seven people. I kind of spread them out and uh, very respectful. But it's
1: right now, it's about appointment only. Yes, yeah,
2: appointment. But this one appointment, it turned out to be six people under one roof. Is it good? So, we, you know, the the new wall is beautiful, it's set apart, so it's not face to face.
1: Yeah, so while they all listen out there, there's a new wall in, in the cry room. Yes, a, come and so, see
2: the new okay. revelation. Yeah, A so new divider. Yeah. The new maybe divider. next time Deacon Tim need to take a picture of that and post it up for people. I can do that, yeah. To let them post know about yeah.
0: Picture of the, maybe I'll we'll do a little video and we just can run that, you know, oh, as a little uh, ad here of the new confessional. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, and obviously I'm, not a lot of people have seen it,
1: but uh <laughs> it, I mean, I'll tell you right now, I don't. I used to go face to face for the longest time, but I haven't been face to face in years. I just, I just like behind the behind the the curtain, so to speak.
2: Well, that was during this time. That Espe-
1: was, especially since I've got to know more and more priests now that I'm a deacon. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want them knowing who
2: I am. But you know, the, what, once the Corona broke out, because there are few bishops consider just bring back uh, behind the screen only. Yeah. So. It's interesting so.
0: Well, Father do you have any current events outside of what we've already talked about or?
2: Not a whole lot you know this week for me is quite interesting encounter a lot of the difficulty you know the like a funeral uh, that we have to celebrate sadly but extremely limited. Um, there was something that was quite powerful actually The what brought to my attention was uh, there was a, a a doctor you know on uh, in ER, and something moved him because he heard so many people coronavirus if not even you know die alone, um, and he felt he had to do something you know he talked to me about it and he say, um, you know I- is there something I can do because I'm 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 there. 24-7 and you know, I got masks on, I got gears on. It's something I, I can do. And this leading to later on your topic had to do with the the, the pardoning. Um, so we met here, outside, social distance, beyond social distance actually, because he say, I'm, I'm pretty sure I don't have it. But again, we have to respect that. We have a powerful conversation. He was in tears. I commissioned him and I say here, I have a Eucharist for you, you know, go in there, give him a quick instruction how to dispense the the consecrated host for the people that need it, give him uh, plenty of information about, you know, lay ministry, praying for the people dying. Uh, The man was in tears, and he said, am I worthy (laughs) to do this? So I have found him, I'm not worthy either, because believe me. Priests sin as much as lay people, so and so, and you know we almost have that viral, viral hub, you know, <laughs> not touching each other from you know 13 feet apart,
0: air elbow bumps, uh,
2: and it was it, it it it's a beautiful testament, you know, of that, um, and and so that that's something currently happened, I'm sure throughout the United States, the creativity. But one thing I dare say, you know, based on this experience of that doctor, I say, the church going to do relook a lot of interesting. Right after that, I talked to our own first responder. And I, I talked to them, I say, you all seen a lot of people tragic death. Do you know you have that power to pray with the people? You know what I'm saying? And give them the freedom, the pardon that God called them to, you know. And they, they yeah, they, they did some part of them pray to them themselves. But, it, you know, for me, this whole thing, the church will revisit a lot of, of lay involvement in the, the power to call down the spirit to pray for the people, you know, to relieve them from from condemnation, perhaps, in death. So that is the latest is something worth, you know, brought up to you guys to hear about that. So. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I think that's one of the things that maybe this period will do is... is open up people's minds to ministries that we missed out on and then actually be a part of them. Mm-hmm. Homebound ministry yes. is, a, is a great example of kind of what you're describing, right? You know, somebody that's done that before and, you know, you said, hey, go go do this in the hospital setting or in a medical setting, they probably wouldn't have thought twice about it. But somebody that's not comfortable doing it, it's a change for them. It, a change it. for them. Right? But especially
2: in, in, if, as a doctor... You know, I talked to him, and I said, you have, you know, ability to cure or heal physical form, but they say, do you know through your baptism, you have the ability to help and support spiritual form as well.
1: You're a priest You through, through your baptism. A lot of people don't understand know? that.
2: And that piece is like powerful. You know, many lay people never thought of that. You know, we all administer to each other, you know, in that care. and and then something very even sacramentally and ministerial have to be readdressed, revisit about lay empowerment of doing the kind of things that need to be done. Um, you know, we gotta receive an email from the of Columbus, you know, from Scott Carter, Scott and down. I think it's a very powerful email, and they want to do something, you know,
0: yeah. and capable. Now, we, we, ha- we had our meeting this week, nice the Columbus did, had it through Zoom, uh, it was it was a, it was a really a good meeting, you know, and and kind of showed me that there's this yearning, this undercurrent where people wanna socialize, they wanna communicate with each other, and and uh, you know Scott is our new community director. He brought he brought that up in our meeting. Actually, he brought it up before our meeting. He sent Jeff Crump and I a note about that, and and you know it's something. I think the Stephen Ministry has worked a little bit on that, mm-hmm. you know, contacting uh, folks that are. Possibly alone. And I think maybe that's our message out to folks that are listening tonight. If you know somebody or you suspect somebody, a parishioner, that's alone and maybe needs some contact, you know, let us know. Let the office know, I think, is where the primary point of contact goes to. And then uh, either through the Knights of Columbus or through uh, Stephen's ministry, we can maybe, you know, have an impact on those people's lives, especially people that are, you know, 65, 70 years old who... Who maybe have lost their spouse and live alone, and and their families can't come visit because everybody's sequestered. You know that's a, that's a ministry that uh, that requires, you know, something deep inside your heart to go visit people that you don't maybe you don't know too well, but at least to minister to them and know that let them know that they're not alone.
2: Right. It the ministry is, you know, somehow we don't have to wait for this pandemic to figure it out, right, guys. It should go beyond the pandemic. It should be part of our calling.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, if... if, if, if Let's say there's... I don't know. We have 600 families, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 1,500 parishioners maybe? I don't know.
2: Almost a couple of thousand. Yeah.
0: If they're waiting for one of the clergy to come visit... They could be waiting a long, time. a long time, and that's not saying that that we, we we don't want to do that, but we have we're limited resources, you know. Empower yeah. the lay people, uh, I agree, you know. But we also have to have people that that are willing to put themselves in a vulnerable position, right? I mean, I think that's one of the things that I learned, and I'm sure you did through our formation, is we we go in one person, we come out another person. Yep. You know, things we do as deacons, I never would have thought I would be doing as as a lay person. Uh, but it causes you to rethink you a know, lot a lot you
2: know, that's why I activate the Stephen ministry you know um, their work are tremendously important um you know on behalf of the pastor I and mean, they have a capacity to sit with people in difficulty situation and how to manage that and support people you know this this can easily be established you know in our community outside can do others work so we're going to talk a lot more about that at sure. world.
0: No, and, 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 you know, we've got people at home with plenty of time right now Pray about it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, pray about how, you know, you've served mm-hmm. your church and your community and your parish previously and how this pandemic is changing us, changing our habits, changing the way we live our lives, our interaction in our families, all those things. Pray about how that's affecting you and how you'll come out of this. Correct. Because it, it should change us all, right? Every single one of us. I it hope it would
2: change. <laughs> when people out of this and, and say, what, Corona? And say you have some major problem.
0: <laughs> well, I want to go right into our, our, our interview with Father Lynn. is what uh, we had planned on doing. We kind of sprung it on him at the last minute, so he, he didn't say no. <laughs> so Dallas, Dallas, I don't have any questions for him, so... Uh, I got a whole list of questions right here in my
1: book. I have a handy book here. Well, it's because I thought you already was making a question list for the interview.
0: <laughs> but these are these are not tough questions. I mean, to, to me, you know, one of the things, and I, I learned some of these questions a long time ago. Um, and when I meet somebody the, for for the first time, I use these questions to um, to really help me remember somebody's name or something you know characteristic mm-hmm. about it. And some of these things I already know the answers to, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Uh, just because I don't think maybe some of the people that are watching don't don't know you know they they know us mostly from an hour a week right mm-hmm. and that brief interaction maybe it's a committee meeting or something like that and I think that's one of the things that we want to we want to do on we're going to start with you but the same thing that will apply to us we'll interview each other in the same way but uh, you know help help the parishioners and other people that are watching understand a little bit more about who we are and we're just normal people Right. Exactly. Right? Uh, so, I was just curious, where are you from?
2: <laughs> now, remember, don't say China, <laughs> because there'll be a fight. <laughs> <laughs> and don't say Wuhan either.
1: Well, it's Wuhan in Vietnam. <laughs> well, I don't know if you... Let me interrupt real quick. I I told you a funny story. It's been a couple years back. I worked with a gentleman, and uh, he's not Catholic, but his wife is Catholic. And they, you know, they've gone to several masses and likes and stuff. And we were talking about priests, and he said he was talking about, all all priests are, they're so boring, I can't even listen to them preach. There's only one priest I've ever heard that even gets me going at all listening to him preach. Some Japanese priest. (laughs) (laughs) I said, is his name Father Lin? Yeah, Father Lin! <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, if you're not going to be called, you know, Vietnamese, you might as well be Japanese. It's better than being Chinese, I guess, right? Yeah, <laughs> Especially now, right? <laughs> now is uh, a lot of uh, racist tendencies towards China, right? I mean.
2: Apparently, they, they, a lot of them say it out there, yeah. But that's why I think uh, President Trump, with that few line he throw in there, you know, our Asian American is our friend, right? right. And the, so, therefore, I'm sure there was some grumbling out there in regard to to the related to the, the, the the Chinese situation. So, Well so I'm from Vietnam originally. Okay, okay. Uh, escaped the country in '81 by boat, known as boat people, uh, with uh, my three brothers, dad, and my sister, and myself. Uh, two oldest brothers escaped first in 79, uh, they have their own story. You know, survived over 30 days in the, on the ocean, no food or water, uh, one death. Um, so from there, we managed to escape the country by boat. Uh, that's a different story, get more beer than I tell you about it. <laughs> and we made it to uh, Malaysia, one of the islands called Palopidong where the refugee camp was. Um, the unique about that quickly on that escape was we faced the perfect storm. Uh, we Really, the movie, Perfect Storm, that's what we faced. Uh, we managed to escape that and we got chased by a pirate, who was pirate basically. The, um, the Thailand government allowed their fishermen to intercept any boat. Many Vietnamese die on the water. Uh, estimate estimation is about two million Vietnamese die on the water. Uh, a lot of them got kidnapped, rape, uh, tremendously. Happy. I myself witnessed some of that on the island. Uh, but anyhow, the the beautiful story was the day that we got chased by pirate through the perfect storm we saw an island. And that that means we are are on the home stretch. And that was on Palm Sunday. Uh, We made that. So anyhow, uh, after we made it to the island, we got sponsored by United States, and we settled in to Covenant Kentucky. And eventually, myself and my sibling, we ended up at University of Kentucky. And from there, I the seminary, and then I moved to Texas.
0: What was Covington just based on the fact that that's where your sponsor family was from? Is that what moved you there? Or? Yes.
2: Um, my two oldest brother was sponsored by a friend of my father, so they settled in Covington. Um, and so, like I say, we literally can go anywhere uh, based on my dad's status. And so. Dad chose to settle in Covington with our siblings and a friend. So it was good, you know, Covington, it's kind of a peaceful place, no rowdy for boys. So yeah. you, went to Has- you went to high school there? Yes, in grade school first. I started out with uh, sixth grade and made my way through high school and then ended up at University of Kentucky. Yeah. Where did you go to grade school? Uh, Latonia Elementary. Latonia. And then you went to, did you go to Row? I went to Holmes High School. Holmes. Yeah, Dickie Bill's. <laughs> Dickie Bill. Dickie Bill. Uh, and then from there, University of Kentucky. Yeah. As an engineer? Yes, studying engineer. engineer yes.
0: So you've been in, uh, in the US, you've been in two dioceses then. And then two dioceses. And you studied in a third one, right? You studied at Mundelen, right? And St. Madrid, so Well, the
2: interesting about our diocese, because when I joined, the diocese, you no, know, when I joined the, the priesthood, when the diocese split, I was with, we were with Covington. The diocese split in 1988, right? That is when I joined. So the diocese, our diocese began, we began with, I think, a former bishop can, we started out with $3 million, okay, and non-Catholic. So he felt very unjust. (laughs)
0: 100% non-Catholic and $3 million and go build build a diocese. build a diocese,
2: (laughs) yes. And so I remember that. So basically I set a lot of new record on the first so-called non-Caucasian from seminarian and ordained as priest. I'm a first priest ordained sent to Eastern Kentucky. Uh, My first assignment where you're your girl down there is Pipeville. Mm-hmm. That was the first assignment. Um, St. Francis, right? St. Francis, C.C. Uh, so I set a new, <laughs> new first record.
0: <laughs> well, you broke the church down there. They had to build a new one, right? <laughs> After you uh, left.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun time. I think Pipeville would give a lot of excitement. Because my, my assignment was in Pipeville. 98% of my ministry is on the street. Because there's no sacrament. You don't baptize anybody. Uh, hardly any death. Most of my funeral funeral home call me. Funeral home will direct call me. Because they like Father Lin celebrate funeral. Because other minister, Church of God and uh, Pentecostal, they preach about hell and condemnation. And Father Lin preach about Jesus love you. So he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I started a Um league. I start a... Just imagine, many people now think, take it from granted soccer, but not in Pikeville. You, know, you, you don't think <laughs> soccer in Pikeville. And I started a soccer league, and I started the first, uh, actually a tournament uh, called Hillbilly Shootout. It was a big tournament. It was great. People from West Virginia coming in from, you know, they, you know, from, it, it had a great time. It's a lot of fun, memory. Uh, we were covered two other churches, uh, one in Phelps and one in Elkhorn City. The Elkhorn City was fun one because I celebrated mass literally with three people.
0: And those are those are really pretty far away from Pikeville too. I mean, yes, those are not. It's not like going from from Georgetown to White Sulphur to, to St. Francis out there, or even going into Lexington. I mean, it's a it's a haul.
2: Yeah, I think before they built that Highway sixty nine. The Interstate 69. I literally have to drive about almost 40 minutes. We call it a double hump. You go over a mountain twice, and there's no road. And you know, you go go head on with a coal coal truck. Literally, you face you face the side of the rock, or you face the cliff. Uh, that was some of the interesting experience, in ministry.
0: So from Pikeville, you went to Mary Queen.
2: Pikeville, I went to Mary Queen and went from England, went back to Motherland, Chicago. And then from there, went to Danville. And from Danville, here. The unique about this place, actually, Father Lee Trimber, uh, the CWSO, you remember back then, OK? I was uh, being sponsored by CWSO. From here. From here. And Father Lee Trimber was a dear friend. and. Dr. Cleveland, okay, Clark Cleveland, and was family that sponsored me. And basically, they pretty much, like, Mom and Dad for me, so... It, Did the
0: Knights of Columbus give you any of the RAFO money, the RSVP money? Did you get anything from the Knights here, out of here? Do you know?
2: No, th- this is actually, I dare say, before the Knights was formed.
0: Yeah, because that'd be a good question for Deacon John. He would, He would know the answer, or any of those charter members would know for sure, so... Here, just kind of backing up a little bit, this is one of my questions that I ask people. What did you want to do when you grew up?
2: What I want to do when I grow up? Yeah,
0: not not from this perspective, but when you were a kid, what did you think you wanted to do with your life?
2: Well, first of all, as a kid, for me, basically, my childhood was wrong. I have no childhood to dream. We lost the country to communism in nineteen seventy-five, you know.
0: So you'd have been that been seven six, seven, seven, seven years
2: old. <laughs> okay. So therefore your house confiscated. Mom and dad went to prison. Everything we had was taken away. Even our family album. So literally you you live as a survivor, so therefore you don't have a chance to think and dream but I do remember when I came to the United States I just wanted to become Superman or Batman <laughs> <laughs> that's a good and, choice and you, and you became neither <laughs> <laughs> but quite interesting on that the, so the, And so, so
0: so that happened six to seven so when how how much time transpires between that event and you becoming settled in Covington are you talking? Two years? Or are you talking five years? What's what's the the, the number of years of turmoil? It's, it's eight years. Wow. And so, because I mean I've heard your story many times, but I've, I've I've always wanted to ask that question because I never could really understand. You know, you talk about fleeing a country, you talk about getting on a boat, and you know that could have been a year, but it was much longer than that.
2: Much longer. But you think about it, <clears throat> your livelihood constantly on the move and make a living. Um, so even when we came to United States, our, our family, our brother would stick together. You know, I still remember, you know, remember that, that summer job program, I, I was cleaning toilet for a uh, uh, Scott High School. The thing that pissed me off was, kid, bubble gum, they stick under the chair, oh. <laughs> I used to literally spend all summer cleaning that stuff up.
1: Yeah, the, I remember the program because Freshman, sophomore, junior year, I did the summer program, too. Mm-hmm. One of the years was cleaning a grade, right. cleaning an elementary school.
2: And the first paycheck I made, you know, he kind of made almost, uh, what, two two $250 or so. And I gave it to my brother, uh, who's a lot older. He had a co-op at GE in Louisville. Gave the whole check to him so that he can do that.
1: Wow. I think minimum wage back then when I was two two thirty five. Two
2: thirty five or, or yeah, so, yeah.
1: So that might pay more than
0: being a priest. Oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to say, if it doesn't work out, then you, you should let Dwayne Ellison know, because they're constantly hiring people <laughs> <much of> to school. <laughs> I think you're safe there. But, I mean, so, so seven or eight years of, you know, constant movement, mm-hmm. not knowing what's happening. You but, never um, know what
2: happened. Basically you you constantly we were on uh your know, food stamp program uh you know a uh, government food co-op you know that's why the story of 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 aldeacon is not far from me that's why I, I share a lot of similarity with him you know I have a big family just like yours and we we constantly on that move the reason i jump engineering because that's what my brother studied. So I studied engineering.
1: <laughs> when you got to Covington, how much English did you know? Zero. Zero?
2: I speak so French you're going, better So you're
1: going to school knowing
2: no English? No English. Back then, they had no ESL either. English as second language. None of that. You just jump in and swim. Uh, Thank God to a lot of great teachers, very sincere. You know, They, they work with you, and, and they support you. And you just learn how to survive. You you never have a chance to thrive in the way of imagination, to become what you've been called to do. Um, you know, my priesthood is that another weird thing. I never thought I'd become a priest. I have a girlfriend, Teresa, and you know, and just literally one day, Dad just say, "You ever thought I'd become a priest?" I said, "You're right." You know, but not because I don't feel a call not more on the fact I feel a lot more inferior not capable to comprehend the language you know, one of the things that engineering is a cop-out in itself because it's easy, yeah. it's math
0: Universal language <laughs> Yeah,
2: it's easy right. you know, and so so all of that came, you know I still strongly believe there's a lot of God providence that, that kind of hover over that you know, for me, when I enter seminary it took me about, uh, almost four to five years to discern the fact that this is what God called me, not because my dad told me to do, or because, you know, you know, it's something I, I just want to run away from. You know, I was developing a lot of anger during that time. It's just very frustrating.
0: Well, I mean, that's understandable.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You, you have four brothers, right? No,
2: I have seven brothers. Seven brothers. Seven.
1: How did I miss that? How many sisters? One. One sister. <coughs> so six nine, and one. six brothers six brothers, six brothers. so Lou
0: Hua yep yeah. yep he's the uh,
2: third he's yeah. an engineer okay. the, the smart one and then you have an architect brother Arthur Joe Jung also known as, as Joe, right? Joe Joe
0: uh-huh. and then you have a politician in the family yes Andy
2: knows whom and then of course you met yeah. all of them mm-hmm. Yeah, I have and
0: your sister is Lynn mm-hmm. so how how did she grow up with all those brothers? I mean, that oh, had to be crazy. Great.
2: Yeah, she's like my best friend right now. She, she's very uh, strong. You know, well, you know, hang around all the brothers. <laughs> uh we very protective of her, and we tease her all the time. And she's very, you know, strong-willed woman. And you're number what? Number six. Six. Me too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a
0: lot of, a lot of similarities. So. You you have this big family, two of your priests. I mean, did your dad approach both of you at the same time and say, "Hey, you ever think about being a priest?" Or who no. who 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 discerned first?
2: I would discern first. You know, Hua because how our survive family survived because Hua graduate first. He was a computer science, and he worked for me data in Dayton, and finally we we talk about move to Texas so he ended up having a job with GD okay General Dynamic and he, actually his responsibility is the left wing of the F-16 <laughs> um, so down there Hawk, I kick around a little bit in love and and fall out of love. And one day, I was in a seminary already, and he told dad that he said, I think I want to become a priest. And dad said, no way in the hell, <laughs> you know, you don't become a priest because some girl kicked your ass. You know? <laughs> so he said, pray about it. He talked to me too. I said, you know, to discern it. And give up a year, two years, and see what happened. And within six months, Hoa came back and said, "No, no, no. no. I, I think God called me for this. I just cannot wait." So finally, he he went into seminary, and he was ordained a year a year behind me. And he won't let me, you know. He kept reminding me of where did that. he go to seminary? Uh, St. Mary in Houston, of uh, San Antonio, and then he went up in Assumption in uh, Houston. Yeah.
0: So what pulled the family to, to Texas? Is just the large Vietnamese communities down there? Obviously, that's they live in a very large, I would say prosperous Vietnamese community down there. A very
2: nice. Yeah. You know, Dad, he always has a game plan. Because he got a bunch of boys. You know, where is a good place so make sure the boys stay put without getting in trouble with gang especially. So we settled Covington. It is a safe haven. Uh, after that, you know, we moved them to Lexington because of university. And after everything settled in, he said we need to have a place that for jobs, for marriage, uh, safe house. He traveled everywhere. Even he check out Houston. He felt Houston is too busy with too much Vietnamese. With a lot of you, know, you have have too much Vietnamese, can become very stagnate. You know? And so he chose Dallas area. Um, Dallas was—it's a, a great settlement with a lot of new generation Vietnamese, very high-educated people. Great name too. Dallas, there you go, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And so he combed there, and
0: he felt is um, even the Vietnamese that live on top of each other—they spread out. Well, Dallas and Fort Worth—that that yes. whole area is spread out the whole, in general. Yeah, it's huge. much. I mean, I mean, Houston's a big town, obviously, but it, it is very different than mm-hmm. Dallas for sure.
2: Yeah. So, you know, as I said there, you know, you got plenty of diversity, uh, especially the Vietnamese, they don't, they don't get nicknack with each other. Um, so that's the reason There are plenty of churches, even the Vietnamese community churches, you know, in Dallas alone, there's about six parishes, Vietnamese. In Fort Worth, there's about six or seven as well. Um, so it's huge. Uh, doctors, plenty of doctor Vietnamese. You know, funny about now, Dad. He used to speak Vietnamese, English very well. So he's down to minimal now. You know, because they worship in Vietnamese. They go grocery in Vietnamese. They goes to doctor in <coughs> Vietnamese. They have Vietnamese station, uh, TV station. The only thing that you know that he still hang on is Fox News. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm assuming they don't have subtitles in Vietnamese down there. <laughs> no, it's really
2: Fox News. And they have Vietnamese Fox News version on the internet. <laughs> so, that's the general gist of it, you
0: know. So, rapid fire questions, are you ready? Biggest work accomplishment?
2: Persevere as a priest. Thus far. Thus far. Mm-hmm. Especially this Paris. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Your biggest uh, physical accomplishment?
2: Big physical accomplishment yeah. uh, almost made it to see my pro in uh, in soccer and it broke my knee and ankle. Well,
0: that sucks. Injury, <laughs> I- injuries are, are Hey, horrible. I play.
2: Big accomplishment right <clears throat> now is golf. <laughs> Which I tried to get Deacon Dallas to join in.
0: <laughs> Favorite course you've played?
2: Favorite course, oh Valhalla, and it scared the heck out of me because I actually play with a caddy who play like a professional player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ca-
0: caddies can be intimidating.
2: Oh, very intimidating. For the first time yeah. ever, I, I just I couldn't play. It freaked me out because the caddy God, hes so brilliant, <laughs> he's good, but it's, nice guy.
0: My favorite story of a, a caddy is. Uh, you remember the show on ESPN Mike and Mike? Yes. Mike so Mike Golick is talking about the first time he played at uh, Augusta. And they have caddies there as well. He said he's at this, the the first first green and he's out there and the caddy says, "All right. You want to hit this shot. When you hit this green, you want to hit up on this upper plateau so that it runs down and filters down to the where the hole is." <laughs> and Mike Golick says, "I'm just heading in that direction." <laughs> <laughs> And, and that's what it is, caddies, obviously, he, your caddy at Valhalla caddies at that course all the time and understands oh, yes. it very well.
2: And. and he, the guy I remember, it was so. there was a hole, I forgot the, what number it was. And I look at the, the hole on the green, and I say, I would calculate the breaking, you know, left to right, probably about three cups. And the caddy look at me and say, sir, it's No. You have to putt all the way ninety degree uphill, and we'll go down to that hole. <laughs> He's right. <laughs>
0: uh, a listener, Jason Barry, says uh, you, you're probably your second uh, favorite uh, golf course. is Longview with with Jim Collie.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yes sir. Actually, <laughs> Kingwood, Kingwood is coming back now.
0: They, they have done a good job at Canewood over the is, is a great
2: course now. Yeah. I think, actually great. Kingwood is a tough course. Like it or not, people don't know that. It's, it's, it gives you a lot of surprises. Yeah.
0: It's got some life to it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's got a great personality. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, what's your biggest fear in life?
2: Biggest fears yeah. in yeah. life... Yeah. ...is failure. What's That's, that mean? Not able to accomplish. You know, for me, like the challenge right now here, we know this Paris is tough. You know, you all know that, right? There's a huge hill we have to climb. And now, you know, it's a situation we was prepared to build the school, and now coronavirus. Very patent, you know. And, and I, I'm just maintaining prayer and composure and say, God will see through it. You know, I want to make sure everybody knows that. After principal this morning, and he's very nervous about that. we have a school next year. And I say, God in charge. We have to make sure we do what Absolutely. we need to do now. Absolutely.
0: That that I was thinking about that as one of my current events. I, I saw where a diocese, I think they have sixty schools, and they've already announced that they're closing four of them next year. So, you know, that's that's not just a thing that's happening here. It's obviously mm. happening everywhere anyway, in the Catholic, Catholic We ministry. still don't
1: know. The result once this thing is over, Correct. what happens? You know, <clears throat> uh, not just the school,
2: anything, Anything.
0: Favorite parish that you served at?
2: Favorite parish? <laughs> actually, I would say, uh, <laughs> not here, not here. <laughs> actually, to say the truth, every parish have a great personality, great people. Uh It carry a certain. Headache and heartache, but it brings a lot of joy too. You know, unique about this parish, you guys. You know, I encounter encountered so many great people, hardworking, loving, passion. Um, do we have a hill to climb? Yes, we do. You, know, you, you can't imagine trying to move the entire campus. We've been here since 1919. <laughs> you know, talk about root, you know. And so Danville have a great personality. Is That's where I actually first introduced golf. It was in Danville. Uh, got a lot of Jer- great people. Jerry Graney, right? Jerry Graney, Mr. Graney, uh, Mrs. Sandy Houston, you know, all the great names. Uh, Ray Shafer, pray for him. He's not doing very healthy right now. Um, they have an old headache. You know, they think they are smarter than God. Uh, every parent thinks they're smarter than God. Uh, Pike, we have a different personality. Very humble people, you know, hardworking. Mary Queen, you know, it's Mary Queen.
0: <laughs> it, it was an unfair question. It'd be like me, somebody asking me, "Who's my favorite child?" Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> depends on who's in the car with you. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Right? It's just—it's yeah. it, just—it's it an unfair question. But I. I didn't actually have that written down. I just added that one. Unless <laughs> right. you
1: watch Last Man Standing, then, well, unless you watch it, you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I don't watch it, but... Tim Allen, he has a favorite child, and he tells all his children who his favorite child is. But you have to know the, the series in, in order to know best faith Best faith experience you've ever had?
2: The best faith experience. There are many of them. Because, like, this morning conversation with this gentleman, the doctor, in itself, um, more on a personal note, you know, was more recent, you know, was praying with a family via phone to anticipate the death of their mother. You know, you can't get in there and hear you. I I I was in tears, you know I don't cry. <laughs> I was so emotional. I prayed with great conviction, and and, and I noticed the emotional, and that's faith. That's God.
0: And I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. If there was a way to get in, you'd have got in. Um, I mean, you yes. You know, you know. Sometimes you and I don't see eye to eye on things, and sometimes you call me, I don't answer. I call you, you don't answer. But when it comes to situations, so we so, call Dallas. But go ahead. So we <laughs> calm down. But I mean, when those situations, when it comes down to life and death situations, mm-hmm. we got each other's back. Yes. And you know, I, I know that I know that story. Uh, the person that you experienced that mm-hmm. with told me that story the, the other day. <laughs> and uh, you know, before that happened, I said, you know, if anybody can get in, he can get in. And that that had to it has, has to affect you, right? That's when right. You, when you can't do what you're called to do, mm. what your vocation entails. I mean, that's gotta be frust- it's frust- frustrating.
2: It's very frustrating. You know, it's have been 23 years of prison. I faced many obstacles to go into the hospital. You know, I plowed through everything, but this is one of those exceptional, you have to respect the CDC, you know, respect the, the policy, respect what it takes. Uh, but you know, the beautiful thing is that God transforms us in a different way. You know, God has no boundary, people. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and and it's so significant, and and so so to answer the question, every moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Good answer.
2: Every moment. Good it, answer. It, it, because every day I have a philosophy that I first ordained. I came back to seminary and preach about it and be the life of a live experience. I'm sure so your life too. Just prepared to accept. The unexpected you never know how God called you to be in any kind of situation and be better to grip it and, and, and respond in the compassionate way that God invited you to live yeah and I, me and you've talked about this before when you know when
1: we was going through the diaconate process be ordained we were so looking forward to baptisms and weddings yeah all right the cheerful ones. More people die than get married. Or get back. <laughs> that's why I told you I, I love I funeral. I think three people. Three people are first week. You know we had to. Do. So with anybody out there listening, or at some point, this group right here is, is going to be involved with your family somehow mm-hmm. in death. In death. You know?
0: Yeah, for me it was. You know, we were ordained in June, <laughs> and my dad died in October. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know that's to get up there and do his wake services. You I mean, your mom just passed away, you know, last month. I morning. just gave
1: a at my mother's funeral a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah. You know, those, those I think are the challenging things, you know, when, well, when they right? right? yeah, yeah. hit home, right? When they yeah. home. And, and you're right. I think in the first year, I told somebody, I think in the first year, we had like eight or nine funerals or maybe even more than that. Probably <clears throat> even more than mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, and that's, we. I, I felt... We had so many of them that I kind of got comfortable doing them, right? You know, you kind of get to the point where you understand the r- the right, the ritual, and then you can be more instead of focusing on knowing the right as as newly ordained. We can focus on the people, right?
2: Yeah, which is that's what the ministry is. is right? Exactly, when passion, right. That's when that's when Jesus Jesus hit home, right? So it's very significant. I have
0: one last question. Do you have any questions? No, you don't.
2: none,
0: <laughs> zero. Well, I can't. You a list. one of these times, y'all might want to interview me, and I'm not writing the questions for you, just so you all know that. Oh, no, <laughs> more that. Oh, okay. <laughs> In this question, I think we should ask for everybody that ever is a guest on here. So if you're listening and you're ever going to think about being a guest, you better write this question down. And it's not, who's your pastor? <laughs> <laughs> you know where I got that question from, right? Your baptisms. How do people come to your baptisms and not know who they're, as godparents, and not know who their pastors are, you know? You know You'd be surprised. You're going to get asked that question. It's good to get asked. So, what's your favorite part of being Catholic?
2: My favorite part being Catholic is the universal of who we are. The theology for me, I, I love Catholic, is that with the we're going to celebrate Sunday. The merciful God. God is so mercy to us. We Mm -hmm. are to mercy each other. And 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 what Saint John Paul II said about the divine mercy, no darkness can dominate the light of God. You know? For me, that is Catholic theology. Mm -hmm. At its best. Behind bell and whistles, strip all of that down. Down to the core of our, you know, the, 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 the anchor of our faith is that truth. You know, we don't shy to profess that goodness. That what make me love the Catholic the most. Beside, you know, her sound doctrine. You know, we can talk more about that stuff down the road. But it, but that, for me, you've got to have understanding of the compassion and mercy of God before you can talk further about doctrines or, you know, Code of canon law, anything else. Because at the end of the law, right? The last code was talk about a care for the soul of the people.
1: Mm,
0: true.
2: So that's my answer.
0: Great interview. <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed that.
2: <laughs> hope they enjoyed it
0: too. We're gonna go just a little bit over, but that's and, all right. You and then also us.
2: remember this, this is a reminder too. My last name is not Lynn. <laughs> Because when I left Danville after five years, and somehow there was a person who thought my last name was Lynn.
1: <laughs> well, in reality, it's not even Win,
2: right? Right? No. Didn't you change your, have to change your name? No, I did not. When I came to the state, especially when you become a U.S. citizen, you can change your name to whatever you want. Okay? Uh, my name is always Lynn Wynn.
0: Oh, I thought it was... Uh... So your brothers all got American names like Joe and Andy what No they that? use
2: that as a common name for their word all Right For example you know my brother Jung is spelled Dung D-U-N-G So therefore you he, know,
0: he didn't want to use that That's right So
2: he changed to Joe but his paper was still Jung and Hung. you know sound like whatever <laughs> <laughs> So so he changed Andy that is you know baptismal name, you know. You know, we have some of the name, it's very complex. There's a guy, literally his name is spelled uh Fook. P-H-U-C. Think about it, you know. Rated P G, right? So therefore he has to change his, his name, name to something else, you know. Uh so you know, part of survival is you know, use the name.
0: Now on your uh in your office you used to have your uh your ordination announcement and it was your full name on there is? Lynn, Mary Peter. Mary Peter. Lynn, Lynn Swan Nguyen. Yes. That's a lot of names.
2: Well, Peter is my baptismal name. Okay. Dad consecrate all kids to the Virgin Mary. So we have to marry. So I add that to it. And Lynn is my first name. Swan is my middle name. And Nguyen is family Swan, name.
0: Swan, X-U-A-N? X-U-A-N.
2: It means spring. Huh. You know, that's why my nickname <coughs> is called Spring Chicken.
0: <laughs> that was one of my questions, but we're, we're running a little bit out of time. And I also was going to ask. I gonna, uh, can't speak. I was going to ask you what your favorite Vietnamese food is, and you can't say "pho," <laughs> 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 which is good, right? Is there a good pho place in Lexington? Food? Yes. How do you say it? "pho"? Pho. Mm-hmm.
2: There's a good place called Asian uh, uh, Pho Saigon. It's on um, Circle Four, toward Chuck E. Cheese. Actually, unfortunately, they closed because, you know.
0: So, didn't get any videos from you this week? No?
2: Yes, that should be. A, that was a video, did it? Let's see if I can pull that up. Go keep talking. Yeah, from uh, Spectrum uh, News. Uh, it was released yesterday. I think we did post it. Um, I also sent out, should release tonight uh, a video about, I want more selfies. I don't have enough family with pictures with me at, at church. Yeah.
0: The viewers are looking at the video, they're not hearing the audio, but uh, you can see that there's only, there's only two pews basically that have, on each side, on two, each pews, side yes. two pews. two two And if uh, the nov singers are listening, we know you don't sit up front, so <laughs> I don't know why your pictures are up front. We should move the pictures to where they sit, because we all know where everybody sits, right? I mean, that's well, if, how we if, if you
2: if you see the latest video I release, you should know why they all sit up front. Because I, they, you know, good Catholic never sit up front. Okay, <laughs> only bad Catholic. So therefore, I want to make sure they all sit up front, close, close enough. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs>
0: I mean, I would have been sitting in the back all the time. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> so if you haven't seen that that latest video from spectrum news you need to go check that out it's on our facebook page been shared by a lot of people um something obviously that you can uh can watch when we get done here don't go now we don't want you to leave now <clears throat> and as always like hit those like buttons down there at the bottom and make sure you share the video when we get done and it gets posted up with uh, some of your other parishioner friends just so they can know more about uh but we're the ministry, this is, for us, to me, this is a ministry. It's
2: really a damn important ministry.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we want you all to be a, you know, we don't want anybody to miss out on it. So, right. Um, so we do have a saint of the day. Did we do the following question? We're going to do that after the saint of the day. Okay. Trust me, we're going to do that. The only reason I want to do saint of the day is because I, I spent time on it. <laughs> That's important. So this, the saint of the day is, anybody know the, this guy's name? His name is Saint Benedict <laughs> Joseph Labre. 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 French. A patron saint of the homeless. So, uh, which is kind of kind of fitting at this time because the homeless people, I was listening to, to a uh, news report today about the homeless folks and uh, they're having a lot of trouble mm-hmm. uh, being ministered to uh, you know getting getting food getting shelter those right. things uh, real tough so uh, we should pray for the intercession of St. Benedict to help uh, help the homeless folks uh, there is a homeless contingent in, in Georgetown now correct yes uh, much bigger yeah, you know, one in Lexington but the, the one here is, is Is it growing, right?
2: It's growing and and, and very tragic. We don't have enough uh, support or locations to support them.
0: So, St. Benedict, Joseph, Labre, Saint of the Day. So, let's go back. I screwed things up a little bit on our agenda here. Let's go back to uh, follow-up questions. We had a few questions from last week. I don't see... Any questions from viewers this week so far? No specific questions. There was a question that came into me about card home service, but I think we've addressed that. So um, <clears throat> you've got one, right? The email, yeah. But we'll listen. We'll yeah, we'll, we'll get that to that. Happen. Okay.
1: Um, and I don't have it on I- me, so.
0: We'll have to add lib it. <laughs> or maybe we'll do that as another topic. Yeah. Yes, let's do that. Uh, so we had a listener who said that uh, one of her relatives told about a priest in a specific diocese, not the Diocese of Lexington, that uh, went and visited parishioners' homes on Holy Saturday <clears throat> with the blessed sacrament and the monstrance. And uh, her question was related to the fact that on Holy Saturday morning, all of uh, Jesus is is to be consumed, right, by by canon law, was it canon law, or germ, or whatever, whatever the, right. So on Good Friday, after communion, after communion on Good Friday, all the, any remaining uh, host are consumed, and the tabernacle is left empty, and, and her question was basically, how does, how does a priest do that if all the, the if the rules have been followed and the, the body of Jesus has been consumed? And I think the answer to that is these are not ordinary
2: times correct you know if you read probably you know the day is a liturgical calendar celebration you know the ideally you consume all consecrated homes uh... by friday complete that process but the church is still prescribed to retain some consecrated hosts for for home for the emergency of that viaticum um, the, to answer that pre probably my guessing that he could not celebrate easter vigil hmm. because there are dioceses throughout the united states that during the early state of this coronavirus that priests would not allow to celebrate mass you know there are diocese that would not allow priests to celebrate mass vis-a-vis recording he had to do live stream by or to consider to fulfill liturgical law and canon law so yeah uh, we, like I say, very fortunate with our bishop, he's not micromanagement um, so to answer that, that experience about that priest, probably to answer the straight answer yes, the consecration of the species is always there you know, because Jesus fulfilled the obligation this is, we celebrating this whole and passage but to say that he has no Eucharist to do that is, is no, uh, you know, like right, one thing is a blessing. As priests right now, if if there is an urgency need of uh, consecrated hosts, you know, I can celebrate right away to accomplish that. Uh, if the right is permitted to do that, I
0: did, I did notice <clears throat> after uh, adoration. Like I told you, there's only five. There's only five <laughs> hosts left. I was, I was, I was getting worried.
2: Now look, I only one left. There's only one left. Yeah, because I I just spent to a, a, a uh, the doctor to give him enough hose for him to do this ministry. So he has
1: not till Wednesday. Till Wednesday, no, Sunday. 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 Oh, Sunday. Right, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. <laughs> I was thinking it was like this is Sunday night. Well, one of my
0: favorite questions that gets asked every day around my house is. What day is it? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like just
2: now, the Groundhog day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and there's a meme going around uh, Facebook that says uh, something like, you know, this is the longest March. March had sixty two days and in April has gonna have thirty weeks or something like that. <laughs> just you know, time time is is standing still is what it kinda of feels like right now. Really um uh, kind of a repeat question that we covered, I think. I don't know if it was the... It was, wasn't the last one. It was the one before that. I think our episode two on um, the apostolic blessing and the pardon, which uh, we, we've kind of explained, but I think it's... We were just talking about funerals, right? Talking about funerals. That's that's a case when... A, and I think Pope Francis, when he issued that, really had some foresight to, to understand that there were going to be a lot of people that were going to be dying alone and weren't going to be able to get their last rites. I mean, if they were at home... You know or in hospice, I think you could probably get could probably get in, but if you're in an i c u or something like that it's impossible it's impossible to get in and so that apost pardon and that that blessing enables them to get to get the mercy to experience the mercy of God through that mm-hmm. that they would have experienced in okay. restaurants so I hope that answers your question it was Barbara I think that asked that question if not you can go back to episode I think it was episode 2 2 because two, uh, it wasn't last week I think so episode 2 which is on uh, Facebook under if you go to St. Francis and John uh, facebook.com slash St. Francis and John slash live you'll see all the videos that we've done on Facebook going mm-hmm. back and then also on the YouTube channel uh, it's a good way to watch these two. Uh, we cross post these over to YouTube and one of the reasons we do that Is it's easier on smart TVs to watch YouTube than it is on Facebook Uh, and it's our hope eventually I didn't want to do it during the tritium um, but and the the uh, the Wi-Fi in church is suspect but we would like to cross post and live live stream these to both of those services just to maybe capture a little bit more people so there's also a question about just war theory. I think that'll have to wait for another episode. Just war theory, yeah. Are we
2: have war coming up.
0: I think the world's almost at peace, really. At peace, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's afraid to interact with anybody. Did you have any questions that you? No, had? just
1: the uh, the email I got. And Go since we're going to tackle the just war, we'll, we'll tackle that one email I got next week too. Because that goes into that's like six or seven different questions in one question, so we'll have to break that down.
0: A, a lot of that, those contraception, right? yeah. Yeah. so just war theory and contraception some some good hard doctrine uh i think just war theory goes back to aquinas right am i right in saying that augustine augustine, augustine, yeah. augustine. augustine.
1: he's the one who originate the theory behind see i'm just a technology guy you guys are the knowledge people so
2: those questions. Uh, yeah but that's me? a good
1: question um but we'll tackle it next time. Yeah, I mean no no that's <laughs> And it's interesting. I enjoy talking about not that because it's war, but the the aspects of what the church sits down and tries to think the think all these things through.
0: Yeah. So if you're you, for those of you that are listening, if you're listening live or on the recording, uh again make sure you comment. Any comments that you post after this recording, we'll still get those. So if you have thoughts, you want to come back and give us some thoughts or ideas for future shows, future guests. You know, um, I told these guys we're upgrade, we, are We, me, are upgrading our technology. You, you should see a difference, if not next week, for show five, you know, the week after that for sure, uh, which hopefully will improve the quality substantially. Uh, but we also want to talk about guests. Uh, you know, I've got a short list of some folks. If you'd like to see us, you know, talk to somebody about their faith, um, let us know that. And, uh, you know, similar to what, you know, talking to Father Lynn about his story or talking to somebody else about their job and how they live their faith at their job or any of those types of mm-hmm. things I think are good, are good stories because one of, one of the things we really want to accomplish with this is to let people see, you know, that their lives aren't maybe as unique or different than other people's. And to hear a story and see how, you know, your life, maybe you experienced some of the things that Father Lynn experienced in his life. You know, with his big family, you know, Dallas. I didn't realize how similar your all's backgrounds are. You know. So, yeah, we live like the same view. Yeah. <laughs> and but that helps form your faith, right? Yeah. I mean that's that's about who about who you are and, and you know, we come at things from different ways, but uh, so anyway, you guys have any final thoughts?
1: Well, my final thought is, is uh, I plan on having wild turkey for dinner tomorrow. <laughs> you get got to demonstrate? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah hold, let me, tomorrow. Let me get, hold
0: on. Let me get the camera on you directly. Yeah, hold directly
1: on. on me. Solo shot here. Here we go. Tomorrow is? <laughs> turkey season opens tomorrow. It's going to be cold, but I plan on being out there. What do you call that? What do you call that gizmo? That is a uh, box call. you call a box call. This was a gift given to me by, if he's listening, Jamie Bramm. Jamie Brammer. Uh But I plan on being out there tomorrow, even though it's going to be cold. Plan on having wild turkey for. If you want to come on. And over, I'll give, I'll drop some off for you. <laughs> drop me up some meat. He, he hits me up every year. And I still waiting. <laughs> no, I get it every year. I just don't drop it off. Later. <laughs> Anybody out there? I'm always looking for a different place to hunt. Anybody out there got a place for me to hunt? You bow hunting or, or good? Guns, Guns tomorrow. Guns tomorrow. But you can use a bow, but a shotgun with a turkey. Actually, but, uh, yesterday I I'm always looking for fun, I deer saw hunt, a, a turkey, turkey
2: uh, that Terry Ward showed to me in her backyard. Hmm. Big one. So that's a good point for so Terry Ward, me. if you're listening, I'll be the <laughs> winner. <No.
1: laughs> you, you'll climb up
0: on a roof and you said as your your stand. <laughs> <laughs> Father, any final thoughts?
2: Yeah, just, uh, you know, hope everybody enjoy the show, and, you know, it's tough out there. You know, right now, when we become very anxious, concerned about school reopen or not, but just be patient in the thought of this great season that we are celebrating, you know, the uh, the mercy, the uh, passion, celebrate coming up, and just anchor onto the, the goodness that God has for us, and right? and we will, we will overcome this, so
0: prayer prayer is important and the other thing too i think is you know you mentioned that uh things are on top of your people's minds are just you know what's happening with the school and those things Uh, we we do need your contributions right um on the bottom of the screen there you see ssfj.org that'll take you right to the giving page uh, on the website uh you know if if you've if you can give it this time, you know, if, obviously if you're unemployed and, and your future is uncertain, we understand that. But if your job is still going on and you're like me working from home um, and ready not to work from home. Uh, I didn't really say that, Kelly, if you're listening. I enjoy really working at home a lot. I, I really, I do. I, I got my office set up. I can be in the bathroom in the kitchen in 12 steps. I mean, that's like the perfect office, right? But so if you're blessed to be working from home and, you know, your income hasn't been affected uh, by this uh, pandemic, you know, please go to SSFJ.org and, and donate. Uh, all your funds are needed. Uh, and that's an easy way to do it.
2: I would like to add a thought, too, you know, talk to uh, Dan Bardell this morning. Of course, a great concern. But our I'll, 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 conviction always maintain Catholic education. Um, so I want to make sure everybody who who is here out there, those who belong to St. John's School, you know, don't get panicked. Do your part. Do support. Because everything we run based on a budget right now, we our teacher is working very hard uh, in an NIT version of it, and you know just just be part of that. Uh, we still in education right now, but a different way. Uh, they work very diligent. You know, two teachers was here until five or six tonight, and they make a lot of things happening. So make sure everybody out there. But I'm intent to drop a letter to to all St. John parents make sure they do their part to support what we are doing. you know we all take a big burden you know all of us it take all of us to accomplish a task so keep that in mind a lot of praying so
0: yeah I flashed up the adoptive student too which is probably as important now as it ever has been that same SSFJ.org will take you to the you can give to adoptive student through through that same online giving portal uh, just an important time you know obviously there's a lot of uncertainty Around schools, mm-hmm. Catholic schools across the the country, and you know we need to do what we can to to keep our our school function at the level that it has. So, which one of you wants to give a blessing?
2: I think D. Gonzalez, because he need a blessing. He fucking shoot a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Remember
1: the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together with our parishioners and the viewers out there. Please get us through these tough times. And even though it's a virtual Mass, please draw us together in unity towards our common goal, which is always heaven. And may the grace of God be with us here and everyone out there listening. And may Almighty God bless us all, Father, Son, Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. 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 And that's the show. As Dallas said, join us Sunday, 1030, live streaming Mass. And we do again next Friday. And next Friday, we'll be back here next Friday. And uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Uh, Obviously, we enjoy doing it, and it's something that we enjoy a lot. So look forward to seeing you all next week. Thank you. God bless. And have a great night and a great weekend.